0: We'll Hello, and thank you for joining us on Sideline Story, your destination for sports news, analysis, and discussions. I'm Brandon Yates, and today we will be discussing the US Open tennis tournament. We'll be looking at some of the top performers from China, the return of Novak Djokovic, as well as his emerging rivalry with Carlos Alcaraz. To help me unpack these talking points, I'm joined by two fantastic panelists, Yang Guang and Tianyu. And Yang Guang, of course, as tennis fans, we look forward to Grand Slam events every single year. The US Open is probably one of the most exciting ones, but this This year, in particular, has been exciting for us based in China because of just the incredible performances from numerous Chinese tennis players. Can you tell me about some of their performances and you know how they've been doing at the U.S. Open so far this
1: year? Uh, Yeah, I really enjoyed how Chen Qingwen performed. Yes, Um, I mean reaching the Grand Slam quarterfinals for a 20-year-old is just a marvelous achievement yeah and she ousted last year's finalist stance Jaber, which was her first victory over a top 10 player Mm. at a grand slam probably one of the biggest
0: upsets um particularly at the u.s open this year i would say
1: true and also she said after that match if she plays the right tennis she is able to beat anyone this to reflects how confident she is yes. right now i think that's
0: so important you know we've seen so many talented up-and-coming tennis players over the years um you know perform relatively well on the global stage but they seem to lack that killer instinct or that's confidence and self-belief yeah. so mm. you know having talent is one thing but also having that mentality to tell the rest of the world and show the rest of the world look i'm the best i can achieve things i can you know dominate the sport i think that's also equally important as you know a high level of talent and it seems like john chi wen has that combination already at such a young age yeah
1: even though she got knocked out by world number two mm-hmm. um who's going to be the world number one by the way yeah arena sabalanka um but i think yeah she should be proud at oh, the 100%. performance! Yeah, 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 at the US Open. And I
0: think you know, going forward, I think it will also be an invaluable experience for her as well to um, you know come up against these world-class players mm. that also have a lot more experience than her. Yeah. I guess I think that she will definitely come back next season a lot stronger, and she definitely would have gained confidence from defeating the likes of Ons Jabeur and you know putting up a fight against Aryna Sabalenka and just getting this far in a grand slam tournament i can't think of when last um a chinese female tennis player has done this well at a grand slam event so she should be very very proud indeed and i think that she will absolutely dominate next year so Mm. she's definitely going to be a tennis player or just an athlete that we'll be watching next year and hoping for the very best and just um you know expecting a lot more from her going into the 2024 season
1: yeah and fans already have a new nickname yeah Queen Wen rather than Ching Wen. Yes, right. <laughs> like as
0: in the Queen, right? Yeah, yes, and she yeah. said
1: she really likes it. Yeah, yeah. It's not the first time, you know, Chen Ching Wen has made a splash in the tennis world, but uh, I think she has made it bigger, further this time after some really big setbacks mm. earlier this year. She went into a rookies' wall um, earlier this year, um, getting knocked out from the French Open and Australian Open second yeah. rounds, and she switched um, her coach to Wim Fissetti, who is um, the former coach of Naomi Osaka and uh, Halep. Simona Halep, yeah. Yeah, but they didn't really immediately lift her game to another level and she got knocked out at uh, Wimbledon in the opening round. Mm. Then people started to ask questions and uh, some fans even uh, claim that Chen Qing it 's is just um, flashing the pan. That's quite harsh, though, right? Yeah, Considering
0: yeah. how young she is and relatively mm, inexperienced, yeah. so I think it's quite harsh to make that assessment yeah, yeah. before they've kind of reached their peak. And she's, I don't even think she's anywhere near her peak.
1: I think she underwent huge pressure during that period of time uh, because everybody was expecting her to be the next big thing in Chinese tennis. Right. Uh, the turning point, though, uh, came in July when she claimed the first wta title at the palermo open even though it's just a wta 250 event and uh, she won it after some tough matches but um, i think it's a huge confidence booster yeah, right
0: like even though it's not necessarily it's just, a world-renowned tournament i think just getting that confidence from winning mm-hmm. your first tournament it's just will, what will she huge needed for her then. confidence yeah
1: yeah and then to the us open i noticed some tremendous improvements from her mm. both from the technique and the mental aspect of the games I mean, her powerful forehand is still there, but her backhand improved a lot. Mm. Very stable. Do you think
0: that might have something to do with the new coach?
1: I I believe so. Mm. Um, From the technique side, uh, her coach got her into some new tricks, I think. (laughs) And uh, I I remember a Fan said on social media, Zheng Wen's backhand reminded him, of Li Na's backhand, which is a massive compliment. That's a huge compliment, considering
0: the success that Li Na had, you know, in those early 2010 years at the Australian Open and the French Open Mm -mm. with those victories.
1: And the Junqiu's return of serve also became more determined Mm. Um, I mean,
0: and that's a critical element to anybody's game, yeah. right? is being able to return, you know, someone that has a massive serve.
1: Yeah, in that way, against uh, Japan, I noticed um, a return, return aces from Zhang were very incredible, and also her unforced errors became fewer. Yeah, and uh,
0: and that's also, definitely coaching and experience, because mm. I think with a lot of young players they tend to have a lot more unforced errors than, you know, more experienced players. So I think that probably has a lot to do with, of course, um, you know, gained confidence um, and just from experience and coaching as well. So I think that's a huge step um, in
1: her maturity as well. And the most importantly, um, her mindset of the game from from the game. She is just um, calmer on the court uh, whenever she's got upper hand or not, which is the biggest change I noticed from her game.
0: Something that's a little bit concerning for me right now at this point in her career and something that she struggled with in her early days was, you know, like you mentioned, the pressure that she feels from the expectations that the Chinese fans have of her being the next big thing and potentially Mm. the next Li Na or even being better than Li Na going forward in her career. Now that she's made a global splash and had a really successful US Open tournament, do you think that she will be able to deal with potentially even increased pressure going into the 2024 season?
1: Yeah, I think a um, lot of pressure to deal with.
0: Huge amounts, yeah.
1: And um, yeah, we have to say she's... A little bit inconsistent in some performances like the third round match against the Bronsetti mm. and uh, the first set loss against um, Arena Sabalenka was a plunge. But I guess
0: those hurdles that she eventually overcame in those mm. matches, that's also going to be great for her experience, yeah, right? Yeah. You don't learn from success. You generally learn from failures. And the fact that she was struggling in those matches and still managed to win, I think that will be
1: huge for her confidence She'll levels as well. She definitely learn yeah. lessons from those losses. Mm. And um, most importantly, she's on the right track and some huge improvements have been made. We just have to hope
0: that she keeps that mentality where she can keep the confidence and kind of be aware of the pressure that I guess that's been placed on her shoulders from Chinese fans, which is to be expected because she really has made a splash and she really is a a supremely talented youngster coming from China. So 2024, I think, could potentially be a make or break year for her and it it will be very interesting to see what her um, progression is going to be like when we go into the next season. Tianyu, Obviously we've spoken about um, Qin Wen and she's been absolutely phenomenal at the US Open. What have you made of her performances and you know the performances of other Chinese tennis players at this year's US Open as well?
2: Well, I'm going to stick with Junchen Wen's performance a bit because as what, we should because yeah. she's been absolutely <laughs> incredible. Yeah, what surprised me the most about her this year at this year's US Open is that her playing style has changed a lot. She's been playing more aggressively and with mm. more offense. Yeah, and I think that that's also something that the the new coach has brought to her.
0: I guess with increased confidence as well. Yeah, because you know to play mentality. an aggressive game and to be you know to enter a match believing that you can not play a defensive game where you, yeah. when you can go out all on attack. Definitely, that's definitely confidence. Definitely plays a major role in yeah. that. I think it's a positive. I guess
2: playing more aggressively is a good sign because Absolutely. you know all those the world champions, the uh, the top five players. It's uh, The champion is always, almost always the one who is dominating the game, not the one who is always uh, putting on a defensive strategy. Mm. In the they game.
0: kind of lay their marker in the match early. Yeah. Even if they don't necessarily win that match or play the best, they normally come out firing first. Yes. yeah, uh, yeah. And so, it seems like that's something that Zhang Qingwen is doing now with yeah. her
2: increased confidence. Yeah, of course. And apart from her the Chinese girls are doing incredibly well in this year's U.S. Open. Uh, Chinese uh, players Wang Xinyu and uh, Xie Shuei just yeah. won the French Open this uh, women's doubles this year, and they have been continuing to make breakthroughs in this year's US Open by beating third seed Coco Golf and Jessica Pegula incredible yeah. this is a who tough are two highly regarded yeah. singles players so this that's is really a huge
0: achievement Yeah, yeah a
2: tough not to crack the two extremely powerful opponents and yet they won with relative ease so yeah. amazing a major achievement. achievement for them and also um, a- another highlight uh, for the, the male players is Zhang Zhizhen who of just course. defeated world number five Kasper Root
0: yeah. Zhang also Zizhen, another massive upset at the US Open. No one was expecting that and he absolutely blew Kaspar Root away. And he was one of the favorites to actually go on and potentially lift the trophy.
2: Yes. And he became the first man from the Chinese mainland to beat a player in the top five uh, of the ATP ranking. Fantastic. Yeah. One thing that also impressed me a lot about Zhang is that... um, his
0: mentality has also improved a lot from his previous it's so editions important, of right? the like tournament. We've touched on it yeah. a couple of times, yeah. You know, talent and mentality. They have to go hand in hand yeah. to get to that next level, it seems like, particularly in individual sports like tennis, right?
2: And yeah. beating uh, someone whose world rankings is higher than you is definitely going to help Hugely. with your mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with the definitely. confidence levels. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But Yang Guang, it seems like 2023 and particularly the US Open has been a breakthrough year for male and female Chinese tennis players, what do you think has led to this increased level in their performances and just the you know, the
1: increasing number of talented players coming through from China? I think it's, all this started from Li Na's success, yeah. the first Grand Slam women singles champion from Asia. Yeah, massive um, breakthrough yeah, for the Asian like, continent. It's yeah. like how Yao Ming changed the Chinese basketball. Right. Uh, yeah, like Mainai. one of those
0: like breakthrough like moments where it kind of changes people's mentality about that sport in that country or even in that continent. Yeah. That like, wow, someone that you know looks like me, is from the same continent as me, is doing something that seemingly was unachievable back in the past. That's a huge breakthrough moment, and I think you know uh, Li Na was a part of that conversation.
1: Yeah, Chen Qingwen also admitted that she started to play tennis partially because of Li Na's success. Love that. Um, she said Li Na's um, 2011 French Open title planted a dream seed in her heart, um, and yes, after Li Na's success, China. Started to introduce more WTA and ATP events in this country, besides the existing ones in Beijing, Shanghai, and Guangzhou, and investments poured in. Like Shenzhen hosted the WTA finals, um, in the 2019 edition of the WTA finals, the winner, Ashley Barty, got bigger prize money than the ATP winner participants that year. Uh, this wow. just reflected how much China weighs in professional tennis. Yeah, yeah. And also, after Li Na, more kids started to pick up rackets to play tennis, mm. uh, including the likes of now professional players, Chen Qingwen, Wu Yibing, Zhang Zhijian. Uh, there's a report showing that um, there are 20 million tennis population in China, Wow, which ranks second in the world only behind the US. That's massive. And also visually I can feel um, the number of tennis courts uh increasing So
0: just public participation is a huge mm. factor in this growth in
1: talent, right? Yeah. Just
0: more people playing tennis, then you've
1: probably got a better chance of finding talent. Definitely. And those tennis courts are always booked way in advance. Fantastic. So they all just So there's um, a
0: high demand for tennis courts, yeah. right? Yeah. And it, I guess a lot of it has to do with the success of the, the athletes that mm. we've been talking about.
1: Yeah. Again it all started from Lina's success and it's growing into something. Yeah, yeah one
2: thing more about Lina's effects in terms of her, how she lifted the position of tennis in China, is that um, many. Chinese tennis professional players actually started their careers with playing badminton. Right. And <laughs> yeah, and after Lina's success, more people are coming to realize, wow, tennis, you can ach- achieve so much success in tennis. Mm. And yeah, that's, that kind of inspired generations and generations of players to follow suit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It seems like a career in pre- professional badminton has never been a far reach for, um, you know, Chinese kids. Everyone believes like, look, this is a sport that I can succeed in. And I guess it wasn't felt in the same way for tennis. And then when Li Na had her success, then I guess youngsters thought, oh, this is a career that, you know, someone that's Chinese is clearly exceeding. Mm -hmm. And maybe this is something that I can pursue going forward. And I guess it's a huge indicated that the success of individuals and teams in China has a huge impact on their future success. And it looks like Li Na was one of the people that instigated the growth of the current, you know, really up-and-coming talented Chinese tennis players that are coming through right now. The trailblazer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The power of idols. For sure, Mm, for sure. So I guess, you know... The success of Li Na and other Chinese tennis players, the increased participation—that's all had a factor. Are there any other factors that you can think of that's you know brought through this talent that we are seeing right now?
2: I think the Chinese government is also paying more attention to this to this sport as well. You know, the government has been giving a lot of support in terms of developing tennis in this country. Yeah. We have been. Uh, we have seen that, that the government has been investing heavily in infrastructure, right. coaching and player development, all kinds of things. But do you think that's due to the success
0: of athletes like Lina? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh,
2: we, the government's seen that the, that we can have talent like Lina. We, they they are determined to build more uh, sustainable like training system to yeah, develop and create opportunities talents. for others to
0: yeah. reach that level yeah that's so, fantastic
2: to see yeah we're we're seeing a lot of world-class training facilities like, like the Dell international tennis academy in shenzhen and also uh potter's Well in beijing and also as the you know at the uh after lena won the australian open ch- uh, title the tournament began to brand itself as like an, an asian slam so after uh, lina won it the major tennis events are also attracting like um sponsors and tv rise mm. deals from china and by 2019 like tennis was estimated to be a four billion dollar business in china mm. so a lot of viewership and uh,
0: so i guess that's one of growing. the the great factors about individual success from you know tennis players in china is that yeah. it also well in in any sport i suppose it yeah. then creates public and government interest Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you have funding and infrastructure and a lot of support for that sport and i guess that also plays a factor in the pressure that some of these athletes feel because they know if they succeed they can create opportunities for so many youngsters coming through it is a great thing but then again at the same time i think it also does put a lot of pressure on the likes of jong chin win and you know other athletes in other sports that could potentially be of great success for china which is I guess something very difficult to deal with as an athlete but then again when they do achieve success the the kind of knock-on effect of um, the success of these athletes has such a great impact on future generations and I think that's something that we've seen in tennis and I think it started with the likes of Li Na and now we're seeing it in 2023 that China is really progressing in the tennis world which is fantastic to see.
2: We're like seeing a bunch of young talents emerging, like Shang Jun Chen, Chen mm. Wen, and uh, Wei Bing, they, all, they are all achieving
0: great breakthroughs this year. And speaking of great breakthroughs, and I guess the return of some greats, and one of the GOATs, I suppose, Novak Djokovic is back at the US Open, Yang Guang, and um, he really has been fantastic up until this point, in my opinion. Um, mm. But what have you made of his performances so far?
1: I think he's dominant as ever. As always, Um, yeah.
0: (laughs) as he has been for like, what, like five, ten years. He's just been incredibly consistent, Mm. right?
1: Even though there were some scary moments for him, like the the third round match against uh, Jerry, he was two sets down. It's just unbelievable um, how... Mentality, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Fighting back from two sets down, it's critical. How he is able to, you know, uh, make adjustments on the court during the match and to trigger the comeback. Um, Actually, I think beating Djokovic is almost impossible now uh, in a five set but match did it. yeah just with the fit- i know yeah would imagine that uh, that's but just why- with
0: the fitness and determination and like that fire in the belly that he has he really still seems to have it i remember there was a I think there was a close line call in one of his matches, and one of his supporters shouted out.
2: Yeah. And he looked
0: at the crowd and shouted at them. And when he was winning points, he was, you know, pumping his arms and he just looked as fired up as he was when he was 21. And even at the age of 36, he still Mm. has that that fire and that determination to succeed. Yes, I believe it was like. They're giving like they're spurring
2: his <laughs> determination <laughs> yeah. and fight. Uh, the, but the he probably loves fight. that. I think yeah. it's a huge
1: part of his game. I yeah. think he
0: needs that to succeed. Yeah.
1: That's why I think he, he should one that Wimbledon final against uh, Carlos Alcaraz. <laughs> right. He really underestimated his opponent a bit. He before should <laughs> that final.
2: But uh, I'm gonna disagree here (laughs) because you know Djokovic. Even though you you would say that Djokovic didn't play that those warm up matches before uh, coming into Wimbledon. Good point. point. Yeah, but we can all see that he's in like scorching hot form. Mm He comes. He came into Mm -hmm. the tournament as a champion, and yet. But that's the debate,
0: though, right? Like, especially for older players, they they have to kind of determine should they rest and prepare for grand slam tournaments or should they play a little you know yeah, a few more take a break lesser known yeah. tournaments mm-hmm. in order to build up that confidence and that form but then again on the flip side of that the fatigue levels increase yeah. and I think that's something that Djokovic is going to have to manage as he gets older and progresses in his career yeah but and- it seems to be a factor that potentially led to his loss against Carlos Alcaraz and Wimbledon right but it doesn't seem to be affecting him at the US Open and yeah. it's a tournament that he's missed I think for one year, two years? And now he's returned, though, so it looks like he, he hasn't ever stepped away.
2: And to let you guys have a clear idea of how awfully strong Djokovic is, <laughs> it, was the, you know, it was safe to say that Taylor Fritz came to the quarterfinal in a very good form. Yep. He eased through his first four rounds at the US Open without much trouble. He 50 service games played, 49 service holds, and zero sets dropped. Crazy. That's an incredible... Statistics and not to mention he was playing in his homeland with so much support
0: from the fans and yeah. the, the spectators. But sometimes that can have a negative effect <laughs> on some players. No, yeah, honestly, because I feel like, yes, it is great to have the whole home crowd behind you. But mm. then at, again, at the same time, you realize all that pressure is on you as well. So yeah. maybe that also played a, a role in his loss? Maybe, but um, still the... I pr- feel like you disagree though. You <laughs> just think that like Djokovic just came and <laughs> destroyed him, right?
2: Yeah, the spectators were so sh- also shouting at Djokovic, right? Yeah, 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 yeah You mentioned yeah, yeah. that. And they always get behind their home, yeah, pro- uh, so the- home
0: players. <laughs> yeah,
2: so the pressure of this... Twenty-three time Grand Slam winner was still there. And actually Fritz hit more winners than Djokovic in the in the quarterfinal. Thirty-three to twenty-five. But he was simply like demoralized by by the
0: pressure <laughs> facing a top top player. By yeah. And just making, that never say die attitude that Djokovic has. I mean, yeah. he just refuses to lose sometimes. It's yeah. incredible.
1: But I still think he paid the price when he lost to Alcaraz at Wimbledon final because he skipped all those um, warm up yeah. games. Well, this is
0: something we can touch on now, right? There's seemingly an emerging rivalry that could continue for a few years between, you know, the up and comer, I say up and comer, but already successful Carlos Alcaraz and, you know, potentially one of the greatest of all time, Novak Djokovic. What have you made of this emerging rivalry so far, which we, I suppose, saw? on a global stage for the first time at Wimbledon.
1: I'm just glad with Alcaraz's emergence because otherwise the men's single tennis would be like Max Verstappen in Formula One. The one man show. <laughs> yes, Warren. Uh, just yeah. before it
0: starts, well, let's just f- get to the finish. We know who's going to win.
1: Djokovic deserves this, a one man show. Um, but, um, I mean. He's earned that, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, he's been the most consistent, it's I just guess. Just how of,
1: great he is. Yeah, and I think that he
0: seemed to be able to preserve that level of tennis ahead of the likes mm-hmm. of Federa and Nadal for a longer period of time. I guess injuries also played a role in Federa yeah. and Nadal's demise, but I think a lot of it also has to do with the work that Djokovic has put yeah, in. Yeah,
1: but Alcaraz is emergence really has made Djokovic's career even more stellar I agree um, more convincing think about it Djokovic It
0: could elongate it as well because now yeah. he thinks I want to go out there and play because I've got someone that's challenging me mm-hmm. and keeping me going
1: yeah Djokovic ran through the era of Roger Federer Rafael Nadal and Andy Murray and he's now going through a, another era with this top rivalry with Carlos Elkris at the age of 36 it's amazing No matter how times change, he's always there. Always there on the top of the mountain. Mr. Consistency. Yeah, yeah, it's just a matter of time uh, when Djokovic is on decline. Mm. But spending over 20 years on top and now matching the top rivalry of Carlos Elkris, who is 16 years younger than him, just tells what a legend he is.
0: It really is incredible. Yeah, Mm. and... Tianyu, when Djokovic does finally put down his racket for the last time, do you think that Carlos Alcaraz is going to be the man that takes over that mantle and dominates all of his opponents? Yeah, definitely. After
2: Djokovic retired, I don't, I don't see anyone could compete really with
0: Alcaraz. On a consistent level, really right? Because him, there yeah. are like talented youngsters coming yeah. through but they don't seem to be able to do it for consistent periods of time. You'll have... Daniel Medvedev has one good year, Zverev has one good year, Tsitsipas has one good year, yeah. but it's no, it normally doesn't extend past that.
2: We're already seeing that uh, Carlos Alcura is playing at a high level consistently for many years, mm. but now he's conquered the living ghost that's been haunting him for like years. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know anyone else
1: that could really uh, challenge he's his He's only dominance. done it once though. He's yeah. only done it yeah. once. That, yeah, said, we'll see. that said, I think Alcura can never achieve what Djokovic has achieved. Okay, we'll because, see. Simply because... <laughs> early days, yeah, it's early days simply in his career. Simply because Alcaraz will never meet so many bitter rivals yeah, as that's true. Djokovic did. It's that's so true. important. Mm. I think,
0: you know, when you're a talented tennis player and you've got that level of competition, it keeps you consistent, it yeah. keeps you hungry, and you want to keep going out there and proving to the world that I'm the best. And I think you have a good point there, Yang Guang. Maybe... Carlos Alcaraz won't have that level of competitiveness with his colleagues once Djokovic retires. What do you think, uh, Tianyu?
2: Yeah, I agree with what, what you guys said. Yeah, um, yeah. we're not seeing anyone that could challenge really challenge um Alcaraz now after after Djokovic retired. Yeah.
1: yeah a man I, only gets better when he plays a better opponent. I 100% yeah. agree.
0: Like we've seen with Cristiano Ronaldo mm. and Lionel Messi over the last 20 years or so in football as well. So I think that Look, we'll continue to keep an eye on this emerging rivalry between Novak Djokovic and Carlos Alcaraz. I think it should be very exciting still for the next two to three years, I guess. And then we'll have to see who can compete with Carlos Alcaraz once Djokovic retires. And of course, we will be keeping our eyes on the continued growth and success of Chinese tennis players, which I think um, you know we definitely saw a breakthrough in that level of performance in 2023 which was fantastic to see but that is all we have time for on this week's episode of sideline story thank you so much for joining us and of course we will be back next week with our latest topic and we'll see you then